Welcome to the OA Serenity Sunday Meeting Podcast. Visit the Los Angeles Intergroup at oalaig.org for information on how to join our meeting live and how to donate to support this meeting and our podcasts. The opinions expressed on the Serenity Sunday Podcast are those of the individual speakers and do not represent OA as a whole. And now our speaker. I started my eating career at a very young age. I would say it was probably about five years old. I'm the youngest of three sisters and I was an extremely shy child. So school was, uh, the social aspect of school was incredibly challenging for me. I, I did fairly well in school and enjoyed it, but the social component was difficult. And my father was difficult. Uh, one of my fondest memories is in grammar school coming home with straight A's and his response being there's no way you can go now but down so there was never you know there was never pleasing him there was never an acknowledgement of that and that pretty much carried through I I always seek to be a people pleaser when someone asks me a question I never my 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 first response isn't oh what do I really think? What do I really feel? What is the answer? My first thought is, what do they want to hear? What will keep me out of trouble? What should I say? And I think that was, you know, the programming from childhood. It's like, what's going to keep my father from yelling at me? So ultimately, I think being a people pleaser helped me in program because it helped me take direction a little bit better. I... um Excuse me. Uh, my, I was never an up and down dieter. My eating pretty much steadily went up. And my mother was, she was the opposite of my father. My father thought I could do nothing right. And my mother thought I could do nothing wrong. And she tried to protect me, you know, from my dad. Um, not physically, you know, he, we, we didn't suffer physical abuse. It was all emotional. But, you know, she would bring food to my room. She would, you know, help to soothe me with food. So she was my early food pusher and, uh, and sugar supplier. Uh, and, and I understand she thought she was comforting me and helping me. And, um, you know, she, she just loves me no matter what. And... I, when I came into program, skipping over a whole bunch of years here, but I felt really fortunate that I was absolutely desperate. As I said, I came in because a God I didn't believe in had an incredible path for me to come in. Um, I lived in my room as, as a teenager, uh, wasn't really comfortable in social situations. I knew from a very young age, I was gay I didn't know what to do with that. You know, I, I had enough trouble just making friends, never mind trying to negotiate a relationship or find other, you know, lesbians at that, at that point in time, they weren't as prevalent as they are now. Now they're everywhere. Uh, we're everywhere. <laughs> so it, uh, that, that was not an option for me. So I lived in my room and I watched TV and the people on TV were my, um, my girlfriends, my friends, I lived in a fantasy world. 
and just ate you know, lived in my room. My mom would bring me my dinner. She would call me on my phone. I had a separate line. We lived in a three-bedroom apartment. We didn't live in a mansion, but she would call me and say, what do you want for dinner? And then um, she would either bring it to my room or if my father needed to talk to me about something, she would call me and say, your dinner's ready, come and get it. And then I knew my father has something to say to me. So I pretty much stayed in my bedroom and um, lived in a fantasy world. It was comfortable um, at the time. And it helped me avoid life, avoid challenges, and just try to cope. And ultimately, when uh, God decided I, uh, I needed to come into program, what happened was I was working in a, in a job at a no-kill animal shelter, um, and animals focus very largely in my life. They are my primary pas passion. And I was working at an animal shelter, which is incredibly stressful, but not for the reasons you might be thinking. It's because of the people. What I have found that- Excuse is, me, that's five minutes. You have 15 left. Thank you very much, Melissa. Um, what I found is most of the people I know that have been drawn to animals could probably benefit from a 12-step program. So we had a lot of challenged, struggling people coming together to help animals, but not really knowing how to interact with one another. So the people were incredibly stress-inducing. Um, and God threw a job change in my lap, someone I had worked with previously who was my favorite person, I respected so much, she popped up with a job opportunity. So I, I took that position but it was sitting at a desk and I was used to being up and moving around and uh, getting quite a bit of exercise, still managing to put on weight with all the exercise, but I knew sitting at a desk, it was going to be really, really scary because I knew the weight was going to start to balloon up and it did. And I became more depressed. And a few months after changing jobs, um, I heard that Ashley Judd was going to have a new TV show. Stick with me. This all ties together. Um, <laughs> and I saw commercials and it was a show called Missing. She was an ex-CIA agent. I love Ashley Judd. She was great in Double Jeopardy. You know, she was one of my crushes. And I was like, oh, she's got a new show. That looks really good. So I went on Twitter, see if she was talking about it at all. Started following her. Realized she was a huge animal person as well. And through some of her, her comments and speech, I could tell she was in 12-step. Uh, and, you know, she would respond to people asking her questions. And I thought, oh, well, that's kind of cool. But, you know, she had a whole lot of followers and everything. So I started following her because she was helping a rescue dog. And there was a picture of her sitting on the floor with this dog in her lap and an IV attached to the dog. And I thought, that's me. I've been in that position before. So I really felt a connection there. So I was really following her, waiting for this show to start. And I um, realized she had had a book out and I read the book and it was through reading that where she talked about 12 steps. She talked about her sister going into 12 step for an eating disorder. And it was just like a flash of light. And I thought, is, is that what I'm supposed to do? Is that like the last option? Is, is that, you know, is that what I have to do? Um, so I started, you know, looking up meetings and 
found some meetings in my area, but of course was terrified. And I had messaged, I had messaged Ashley once asking her about Walter, the dog that she was helping to um, foster and take care of and asked her, you know, how she met him and she had responded. And uh, so when I was going to go to a meeting, I, I didn't really expect a response, but I sent her a message and I said, I'm thinking about going to my first OA meeting. I'm a little nervous. I could use a virtual nudge. In less than three minutes, she sent me a direct message and she said, run, don't walk, get literature, get phone numbers, keep coming back. And I was like, oh my gosh, Ashley Judd told me I should go to a meeting. I guess I should. Um, so it wouldn't, I wouldn't have listened to anybody around me, but because I had that connection, that fantasy life, and God was incredibly creative, it all tied together. I got the idea from her. I got the, well, not, well, I got the encouragement. Uh, later on, I realized that's probably a way that she does service, you know, um, encourages people. I mean, she doesn't know me from Adam, but it got me in the door. And I just, I look back and I think, wow you're cool, God, you really sewed all those pieces together. You gave her a TV show so I would see it just so I could follow her and she could tell me what to do. Wow. Um, so later on, I was able to really, to really see that. Fortunately, as I said before, I was desperate when I walked in. And I, I really appreciate that everybody that we repeat the same information, we repeat the steps, we repeat the sayings because I need that repetition. And I, I figured, okay, you can't all be lying to me. I, you, I don't think you all got together in the hall outside and said, let's all tell Jeannie this, you know, let's convince her this is true. Uh, hearing it in every meeting, hearing it from everybody that yes, working the steps, doing your fourth step, doing your fifth step, doing your ninth step, all of that actually worked. And that although you're scared now, you will be at a point where you can do it. So I appreciate the repetition. I needed it. I also needed the fact that, that you were all telling me, just, just do it. Just trust us. Just do what we suggest you do. And again, being a people pleaser, I pretended there was a God. Ugh. Again, I used the movies. Um, my idea of a higher power, I thought, okay, I really like Star Wars. The idea of the force made sense to me. So it started out, you know, as nature, everything connected. And I would stand at my window and pray to a tree. God, I felt stupid. Um, but wow, it pretending. It worked, it worked. Doing what you guys suggested I do worked. And I was able to eventually see God working. Um, now I, I talk to God all the time. I have had instances where I have been compelled to my knees to pray. I've started crying in the shower because I have felt God inside of me. And I never expected that, um, never wanted it. <laughs> was a little afraid of it because I thought all the fun, good things would be taken away if I had a, a power greater than myself. I didn't realize what I would have. I didn't realize who I was before. One of the things that I didn't know that I, that I needed to let go of was anger. Now, 
having relieved so much anger, I didn't realize what an angry person I was. I kind of idled it, pissed off, and things would just escalate from there. Being free of that knot in my stomach is amazing. And I didn't even know it was there. I didn't know that anger weighed so heavy on me. And it, God has brought me through so many things. Within the first year of recovery, um, my father, who in all honesty, me, my mom, my sisters, we were just waiting for him to die. So our problems could be gone because he was just so difficult and just, just horrible. We were like, God, life will be good when he's gone. Fortunately, God gave me a sponsor that recognize she says hey let's let's kind of speed things up a little bit as far as your father's concerned so you can maybe work things out before he passes away and he he did pass within that first year um i happened thank you god i happened to be the person that got to the the er first when he was in cardiac arrest he had been in the hospital and they called and said he was in cardiac arrest i was the person that got there first and was able to tell them to um, stop resuscitation. And I was able to do that with love in my heart and with kindness. And I really feel like God orchestrated that as well. Uh, just I've just seen, you know, miracle after miracle. Uh, the food especially, she loves to go to the grocery store with me. And I can talk to her about the food when I'm willing to. And it's, I'm just, I'm amazed on a daily basis. Life isn't always easy as far as food's concerned, but when I look backwards, I am amazed from where I came from and the way I used to use food and the way I am able to exist today. The, um, what I, what I love about hearing everyone else share is that I, I get to see the warning signs. You know, I get to hear other people's experiences where they say, oh, this happened to me. And I'm like, oh, I've had that thought or I've, I've done that or this is kind of a red flag I should probably pay attention to. So I love that I hear the same things over and over and over again because it keeps me cautious. It keeps me, you know, just a, a little bit on edge. I know I, I could always be the next person in relapse. And I have so much, so much in my life and so much peace in my life. And I can't imagine ever losing that. What I love, I was thinking this morning, especially um, that the 12 steps work in every facet of my life. I was able through, you know, God guiding me, I've started my own animal rescue. And as I said, people can be challenging. Excuse me, you have five minutes left. Thank you very much. And I'm able to use the 12 steps to deal with people in every realm, whether it's in rescue I've had people say, oh, well, this volunteer wants to help us, but I know these are her political beliefs and that might be a conflict. And I'm like, don't care. If she wants to help with this, let's bring her in. Let's focus on this. 
And if an outside issue starts to become a problem, we'll address it. But I'm going to take somebody on face value that they want to help me with this. Same thing with all the turmoil in the world. I know it's easy to get depressed, to feel powerless. And knowing that, yeah, I am powerless. I know that. I got 12 steps. I know what I can do. If I want to protest, I can. If I want to write a letter, I can. Um, but there are certain things just out of my control. And that's okay. You know, I can use the 12 steps in every facet of my life to say, yeah, this is something I can take an action. This is something I got no control over. I can turn the news off. You know, I, I suggest to my friends, hey, how about you take the weekend off and stop watching the news for a little while? You might feel a little bit better. And I love that I can help people around me with the 12 steps. I can help myself. I can help you guys. Um, and, and that I have this this pool to draw from. Um, one of the greatest blessings was my sponsor. I had the same sponsor for nine and a half years. She passed away unexpectedly about three weeks ago. And I can't, well, you guys, you, you're, you're the only people that can understand the loss. She is the, the foundation of my program that I carry with me. Um, my family members, I mean, I, I was utterly crushed, you know, my sisters, my mom, they're like, oh, I'm so sorry. And I just wanted to scream. Do you have any idea how important she was to me? And they, they didn't, we had a very insular relationship. We had an intimate relationship. You know, there, there's, there's little that's as intimate as having that ongoing relationship with a sponsor that knows everything. But you guys in program, you know, you know what a loss that is. Um, so it's, it's, it was very, it was a very odd position to be in because the people I'm with most, they don't understand that, that go-to person, that rock, you know, the, the person that I, and, and it was amazing that how many thoughts I had in my head in a day that were followed by, oh, I'll talk to Vivian about, oh, I'll talk to, oh, I'll ask, oh, and to have that, that anchor gone was, um, yeah, just, um, well, I, again, I don't have to explain it to you, much like compulsive eating, those that understand, no explanation is necessary. Um, her memorial service is this coming Friday. I know that will be difficult, but I will get to see my fellows there. I also, um, I know that God's got, God's got me. God's got the next sponsor lined up. And I know that Vivian has given me an incredible bedrock um, she was in program for over 40 years and she had a peace and tranquility and knowledge about her. Anything I brought to her, she met me with love and compassion and acceptance. And when I thought, oh God, I'm going to tell her this and she's going to think I'm a horrible person, you know, she would say something like, wow, that must be really painful. And I was just like, wow, you're great. You know, um, and she would just get me through. So I hope that I am able to carry forward just a little bit of 
the gift that she's given me. I know God's got me the rest of the way. I know you guys got me the rest of the way. And uh, I, I appreciate having this opportunity to share my experience. I can't imagine my life without program, without the 12 steps. And um, thank you for letting me share. <laughs>